Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to share with you a strategy that's really helped keep me on track the last few years and focused on growing my business. Let's get to it. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. In the last episode, we talked about the importance of controlling your state and some ideas on how to do it effectively and consistently. First, let me uh, start with a question. You ever set a goal or an outcome, I like that term better, uh, and then look back in a few months or whatever the time frame is and realize that you've just been caught up in your daily activities and made little of no progress towards that goal? I mean, I know I have, and I think most people have. People set New Year's resolutions, and then they wake up in March or April and realize they haven't gotten anywhere near the goal they were so excited about on January 1st. So today I want to talk about a strategy that I kind of stumbled on a few years ago, and, you know, in life and in business, sometimes it's the difficult circumstances that force you to grow and find new ways of growing your business that you wouldn't have considered without, you know, the quote, bad experience. I've uh, mentioned before in this podcast that I had a great business partner for over 20 years. You know, most partnerships don't last as they're based upon a mutual interest and this can diverge over time. But, you know, the divorce rate in the U.S. is over 50 percent and business partnerships have an even higher rate of dissolving. So if you have a good partnership for any length of time, it's a real blessing. You know, my business partner, Kelly, uh, became more of a brother to me and a family member than even our relationship just at work. You know, anyway, without going into the details, he passed away a few years ago, leaving me to run the company. We both worked very hard in our respective areas in the company. So taking on all of his responsibilities and suddenly being the face of the company that he previously was became an overwhelming task for me. You know, I found myself waking up at four in the morning and going to work, trying to keep up with the workload and figure out how to keep the company alive. You know, after a few months, I realized that I was really in the state of the, you know, the classic chicken, you know, run around with the head cut off type of thing. I had no idea where we were going as a company. And I was just jumping from fire to fire, spending most days in survival mode. You know, at this point, I knew I had to do something as things were starting to fall apart at the company. The staff was just doing what they'd always done, but without a lot of clear direction as to where we were going as a company and what we should be focusing on. You know, as they say, if you're not growing a company, you're dying. And this was definitely where we were. You know, at first thought, uh, I thought, well, maybe I just need to take a weekend off. I mean, I was working six or seven days a week at that time. Uh, you know, I tried to come into the office on a weekend and do some goal setting or, you know, that type of thing. But I found that as soon as I got into the office environment, I started answering emails, catching up on things I didn't finish the previous week and never really actually took the time to do that goal setting. You know, we all know intellectually that we need to set goals for ourselves and our business. Uh, and this is particularly true in B2B businesses, uh, in my opinion. I mean, I think the main reason for that is because the sales cycle tends to be longer. Usually it's measured in like uh, months or years, not in days or weeks like uh, most of your B2C type of businesses are. You know, so I racked my brain on how I could force myself to do this goal setting thing and step back from the daily grind. I decided, well, I, I need to get away from the office for a couple of days, like uh, one of those corporate retreats. Uh, you know, I've always hated the idea of retreats as I witnessed what a waste of money and time they could be. Uh, you know, 
many years ago when I was a broker at Merrill Lynch, I went on a couple of retreats and all they really were was a, a few presentations by vendors trying to convince us to sell their product. So basically, I was reluctant to do anything like that. Although, you know, I kind of understood what they were trying to accomplish uh, through these retreats. But it just uh, most of them were just a waste of money, in my opinion. Anyway, I figured um, maybe I could do my own sort of uh, mini retreat at the local holiday inn around the corner from my house, uh, rent a room for a day or two and just work during the day and do some planning and then come home at night and see my wife and kids. Um, this seemed like a pretty good idea. So I told my wife about it and, you know, she's pretty smart. And she immediately said to me, no, 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 you need to go somewhere where you can't come home at night uh, if you're going to do this. So I said, okay. Um, so with her blessing, I decided to, to fly somewhere and check into a hotel and force myself to do what I needed to do. Uh, I randomly, randomly picked a place uh, I'd never been before, uh, Lake Tahoe and, you know, on the border of California and Nevada. Uh, I flew there and stayed three nights and really forced myself to take a step back and reevaluate my business with the new situation of being alone to be the sole owner and leader of the company. You know, this turned out to be one of the most valuable things I've ever done in my business career. I sat in that room for three days with a pen and a legal pad and started dumping out all my ideas, problems, solutions, thoughts on the organization, my staff, our clients, and basically anything I could think of related to the business. Just writing out these things helped relieve a bunch of stress as I kind of felt a big weight lifted. I then took all that scribbling on the legal pad and wrote up a 20-page document and outlined it, organized this into actionable items and a plan for the next six months. Since my business partner and I were never into goal setting, this was a pretty big deal and changed our business forever. Uh, you may have heard the idea that you should spend your time working on your business instead of in it, excuse me, instead of in it. Uh, but, you know, and this sounds great, but I've never really found a way to really do that until I started doing this. I now did these, quote, retreats or isolations, as I like to call them, uh, two or three times a year in a, a very similar manner. I think most business gurus talk about the concept of goal setting and planning, but in my mind, the, the mechanics of the actual goal setting, um, you know, uh, however it's done, it, the process is not nearly as important as the environment you're in. You know, you can achieve uh, this kind of focus by in working on your business however you want. Uh, like most things, it's more important that you actually execute on the idea than the idea itself. So whatever you decide, make sure it's something you'll actually commit to and do regularly. Some things I think are critical in, in changing this environment uh, to start with some kind of total isolation or, is, or separation from your business. I like to park myself in a hotel room, but I mean, you could go camping or, you know, whatever fits you. But I think the key is that it has to be a far away from your home that you aren't able to go home at night and you can turn off all the interruptions from your business uh, unless, uh, you know, emergency comes up or something. You know, one thing I purposely did while I was on that first Tahoe trip was consciously put myself in uncomfortable, unusual situations so that my normal mental routine would be interrupted. I mean, just just going to a hotel by myself and checking in and the bellman asked, you know, where the rest of the family was, you know, and I had to sheepishly say, no, it's just me. You know, I'm, I'm here by myself. Um, I think this, you know, helps you brainstorm better when you when you're uncomfortable and in uncomfortable environments. You know, I personally feel uncomfortable eating by myself in a sit down restaurant. So I always make sure to do that. Uh, and that may sound weird to you and you may have no problem with that. But you know, we all have things uh, that make us feel just a bit uncomfortable or out of our normal routine. You know, so I try to find other little things to do, even, you know, trying some new outlandish dish or, or food that I previously hated. Uh, try randomly introducing yourself to some stranger walking around. That'll break your pattern. I've done that. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, you know, because it's different for everyone. But as long as you do something, 
So once you get into that place of isolation, um, I would also encourage you to start with a pen and a legal pad, you know, sort of going old school. My handwriting is really bad and I can barely read it most of the time. But uh, with physical writing, I think it sticks in your brain more and allows you to just free flow, flow your uh, thoughts on the paper versus using a, a laptop or whatever. But after you're done uh, writing kind of near the end of your time, I would then transfer your notes to a Word doc or whatever you use so you can organize them into some kind of structure. So once you got this down, uh, what do you write about or brainstorm about? When it comes to the actual mechanics of what you should be focusing, I think it's critical that you go back to the basics and every time, not just once. Start with basic questions like, you know, why are we in business? What customer client are we trying to serve? What problem are we trying to solve for them? What's the solution and how should it be delivered to them? If you don't ask these questions every time you do an isolation retreat, you can really lose sight of your uh, direction. Going back to the basics helps keep you focused and evaluate what you've been doing to see if you've gotten off course. So once you've got some of these basic uh, questions and the answers to them, sort of compare uh, to where you are as a company. And be brutally honest. If you're way off track and realize that you're focusing on a problem your clients really don't need a solution to or isn't that important to them, you know you need to make a major change in your company. And that's okay. Don't get discouraged. You have to remember that there are no unrealistic goals, just unrealistic timeframes. You know, after you've evaluated uh, where your company is compared to where you think it should be and try to figure out each area where there's a gap and then start brainstorming ideas where you could start to close that gap between where you want to be and where you are now. Uh, you want to come up with specific actions that will uh, start to close this gap and then write out the dates you want to have them completed by. So the next time you meet with yourself, you can see the progress you've made. You know, I personally do this in a spreadsheet. You know, does this mean that you're always going to achieve your goals by the time, you know, you schedule it for completion? No, probably not. You know, another Tony Robbism, as they say, um, you know, most people overestimate what they can do a year, but underestimate what they can do in a decade. In my mind, that just means, you know, stretch yourself to complete the goals. And if you make it there 80, 90 percent, that's pretty good. And, you know, it's certainly much better than if you didn't have a plan at all. I hope you can see how this might make sense for you. I'd encourage you to take the time to figure out how you do some kind of isolation a few times a year. I think you'll see big gains in growth in your business uh, and reduce some stress when you start focusing on how to grow your business instead of constantly working in your business. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.